how powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hello, Hainted Loves. Welcome to Homespun Haint's bonus edition. I'm Becky. And I'm Diana. And we have recently heard from Melanie and Molly in our regular episode that came out on Monday. And one of the cool things that we heard about was Molly's imaginary friend. Of course, it may not have been that cool for Molly and Melanie. I think it was pretty terrifying. Imaginary friend that tried to kill her i know right (laughs) not cool if you are a patron be sure you check out our patreon episode which is going to come out tomorrow which is all about imaginary friends and the psychology behind it and kind of how to know if it's an imaginary friend or not (laughs) but today for our bonus episode for all of you i have a very special surprise for you my son. I say I because it's my son, but it's really our surprise. But it's my son. <laughs> I was uh, indeed surprised. <laughs> <laughs> my nine-year-old son has been begging me for ages to talk about the little ghost incidents that he's had in our house. And these aren't things that scare me or anything. I think it's just kind of one of those things about being a kid that things happen. And I'm going to bring him on here now. I think it was appropriate since we were talking to a mother-daughter team Mm -hmm. on Monday that we have, uh, I guess, a mommy-son team on here for our bonus episode. And we're going to let my nine-year-old tell his story. And I hope you enjoy. We're going to hear from my son. How old are you now? Nine. You're nine. Okay. Mom, you know that. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to hear from a nine-year-old boy about some of the spooky things that have been happening to you. And these have been happening for a while, right? Not that much, but there are a few incidents. Okay. Tell Diana and me some of the things that have happened. Okay. All right. Just just talk. Just talk. You're good. So I'm going to be telling two stories. First, one time when I was in bed, I heard a knocking on my door. The next day, I heard the same knocking, 
So I opened the door to see if there was anyone there, and there was no one. And the next day, it stopped knocking. What time of night was this? Like, 9.45. Okay, were you asleep already? I was trying to sleep. And you heard knocking, but nobody was there? Yep. Was it dark outside your door? No. There was a light on? Yes. But you couldn't see any feet, shadows, or anything? No. So what do you think it was? I don't know. (laughs) But you're sure it wasn't the cat? I'm sure. I know what a cat's knock sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Did this happen? It's happened at the same time both nights? Yes. Why do you think it didn't come back the third night? Because I opened the door last night. Okay. And you think it knew that you heard it, so it didn't want to come back maybe? Yes. Or do you think it maybe came in your room? Yeah, that could be true because there is another there is another incident. I don't remember what day this was or what time, but one time I was going to fall off the bed and I just got pushed right back on to the bed. Whoa. <laughs> so you were so you were like sleeping in bed and you were asleep and you were about to fall off and you felt something push you back on? I felt like I was going to fall off, but then I felt something push me back onto the bed. Was it like a hand on your back? What did it feel like? It felt like, it felt like, it didn't feel like a hand. It felt like, like a wall or something. Hmm. Interesting. Because it, it felt like something that had no texture. Oh, neat. So like a wall of pressure. Yeah. Interesting. So just for people who are trying to visualize this, your bed doesn't touch any walls except the headboard. The headboard's against the wall, but the two sides of the bed are like just open air. So it's not like you could have hit a wall. Yes. Interesting. Did this ever happen again? No. It only happened that one time, but have you ever fallen out of bed since that happened? No, probably because I was careful, but before that I fell off the bed a lot. That's right. I remember you fell out of bed all the time. I would hear a thunk. You, know, <laughs> you probably couldn't have, have heard my screams. Unless you were in the kitchen, because that's below my room. Yes, that's true. Sometimes I'd be washing dishes and I would hear that. <laughs> so being kept back in bed, that did happen after you heard the knocking at the door. Yes. Oh, Have you had anything happen since that makes you think maybe there's something in your room? No. Were you ever scared by any of this? No. I'm not scared of much things. I'm only scared of one thing. What's that? Being trapped in a thunderstorm outside. Oh, well, that's pretty scary. That's reasonable. Yeah. Remember that time when it actually happened? Yeah. Yeah, I know. That must have been pretty traumatic. And we were hiking. That was, I was scary for me, too. That was really scary. Uh-huh. So it's always scarier when you've been there, done that, and you know what, yeah. how bad it is sometimes. Yes. All right. But being pushed back into bed by a friendly wall of pressure, make sure you don't fall out and dunk your head. That's fine. That's not scary at all. Yes. Evan, can you make the knocking sound? What it sounded like when somebody was knocking on your door? Just like that? Like slow? Interesting. Yeah, like that. There are three knocks. Three knocks. Can you do it again? Kind of spooky, huh? Three even knocks. Not like a a cat would be like... 
No, a cow would be like this. <laughs> okay, yeah, they make the paw sound. All right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you know it wasn't your sister messing around with you? Because there was no way she would leave her room at that time. I think you even asked her about it, didn't you? Oh. Yeah. She said it could have been her, but I'm not so sure. But the pushing me back on the bed was definitely not her. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, when you opened your eyes, did you see anything there or was it completely invisible? I wanted to have my eyes open a little. Yeah, did you open? Just because I knew that I was going mm-hmm. to fall off the bed and I was getting ready to catch my fall. Okay, but it was on your back so you didn't see anything? You didn't see what it was? No, it was on my side. But you didn't see anything? I didn't see anything. Interesting. Was it really dark in the room, or do you think some whatever it was was invisible? It was probably invisible. It's probably invisible. Okay. Well, I love the fact that you're not scared of this. <laughs> like you said, not not much scares you. It seemed like a helping hand. Yeah, it's a helping hand. <laughs> a helping yeah. pressure wall. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you telling your story. Thank you. Do you have anything else you want to say to our, our audience? Yes. What's that? Noodles. Noodles. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> All right. You can go back to Minecraft. Thank you. I wasn't playing Minecraft. Or whatever you're playing. Take Ripley with you. <laughs> He's been begging to do that. That kid cannot be led. <laughs> I love that about him. You're like, was it like this? He's like, no. <laughs> oh, was it kind of like, do you think that this was it? No. <laughs> No, he's very independent. <laughs> I love it about him. I think he's he's got such a strong like trust in his own perception that he, you try and like intercede and like could could this be happening? Can you imagine what would happen? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> exactly. So he's run off to to play Minecraft or play with his stuffies now. So Diana, it's just you and I again. So, Becky, what do you think? It's your house. Have you ever gotten knocks? Yeah, all the time. It's a it's a house. It settles. But knocking on the door, especially because it was like three distinct knocks that happened at the same time, two nights in a row, that to me seems a little bit too much not like a coincidence. And then mm-hmm. what happened afterward where he actually had this protective push to keep him from falling out of bed. And actually, I'm really glad that whatever it was that happened, because shortly after this knock incident that happened with him, pandemic started, we had to set up virtual learning, we got a desk in his bedroom. And his bedroom's not very big. He actually has a twin size bed. And there's not much room for anything else. It's not a big bedroom. So we got this, my, my mom had this little desk that she had custom made long time ago. It's really small for an odd spot in her guest bedroom. And so she brought that over for him to use because it's small and we can wedge it in the wall between his bed and the corner of the room. But it always made me nervous because I was like, if he falls out of bed, he's going to hit that thing. Yeah. That solid oak corner. And it made me super nervous that that was even there. But I was like, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do? It's pandemic. You know, it's just like one of those things you're like, 
I can't just I can't bubble wrap my boy. At some point, I'm gonna have to just mm-hmm. hope that he doesn't fall out of bed. <laughs> Sleep with your helmet, honey. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so it was during this time period that that protective push happened. So I don't know. I mean, again, I'm I'm like grateful for it. I'm very grateful for it. Whatever yeah. it is or it was, I'm grateful for it. The way he described it, just like the invisible wall giving him a, a very pressure. gentle push on his side uh-huh. to keep him from sliding off the bed when he was about to catch himself. You know, he wasn't mm-hmm. completely flailing and like... He, he's not of the opinion that this saved his life or anything like that. He said right. he was about to catch himself, but he, he got a little push. So that kind of makes me wonder with you worrying pretty severely about this new furniture layout with the sharp oak corners right next to his bed <laughs> where he might flop around like a normal nine-year-old would flop around in bed. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's falling out of bed, wakes up, catches himself. But before he can catch himself, something pressurizes him back into the bed. I I would like to speculate that this was actually your energy transmuting up into his room. Hmm. Because he didn't find it at all creepy. He wasn't like, oh, what was that? It was just like, oh, hey, cool. I didn't have to worry. It's a very mom energy, if you think about it. It is. That's kind of cool. If that were the case, I'd worry a lot less about him when he goes to college. mommy's got you through telekinesis honey you'll be safe (laughs) maybe you're you're gonna be an awesome teleka mommy as the kids get older (laughs) well so that that's an interesting theory i'm curious what our listeners think it was if it was indeed um some sort of presence yeah listeners maybe it was his spirit guide or maybe it was a ghost or maybe it was mommy energy Or maybe it was something else entirely, something elemental. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We do live in a very natural environment. It's interesting to me that the thing that scares him the most is something that he's already experienced with you there and Mm -hmm. his family Mm -hmm. there. And the main scary part was it was loud and wet. It was terrifying. It was, I was terrified. Let me describe what happened. So. This was, uh, so pandemic started in March. This was May. And we were, at that point, we were like dying to get out of the house. And we hadn't seen my parents who live around the corner in two months. And this was also when they were speculating that it was safe to be outside. We didn't know for sure. But I was going to take that chance. So I took the kids on a hike and my parents met us there. And this also happens to be a hike next to the ruins of the mill where hundreds perished during the Civil War. And part of the reason that where I work is so haunted. So this is just like right down the street from where I work. There's an old covered bridge (laughs) that you walk across right next to the the ruins of the mill. And they have like, it it is ruins. They've set it up really nicely where they have like different artifacts and you can walk through. It's all outdoors. You can walk through and see like the old churns and things like that. And they have little descriptive plates of everything. And then you walk across this creepy, well, everybody says it's beautiful i think it's creepy it's totally haunted covered bridge and then you go on these beautiful nature trails it's a really great area i love it so i had us meet there and there was a forecast for a storm in the afternoon but the weather was beautiful it was absolutely beautiful we did one hike and it's very nicely laid out at the intersection of every trail there's a map we did one hike and we're like okay should we go back and 
I think it was my mom was like, it's a beautiful day. We haven't been out in forever. I don't believe the weather forecast. It looks great. Let's keep going. Famous last words. Yeah. So we started on another loop that was very long. And then out of nowhere, the sky just opened up. And it wasn't like a little trickle. It was a full on scary, terrifying alarms going off, get inside thunderstorm. My children at the time were seven and nine. And my parents are in their 60s. They're pretty able-bodied, but still. And me, my husband was working, and we are literally trying to make our way back to this covered bridge on the side of a mountain. I mean, it's it's pretty sheer. The trail like runs right along the edge. And it's a little scary even when it's dry. And you've got waterfalls of mud coming down the sides and like, like wash. I mean, like I am terrified that my child is going to slip and fall into the creek. And it's like a a couple stories down. Like it would be traumatic. Yeah. So I was terrified. And like we had no umbrellas. We're walking through this in the mud. I can see why he was scared. Lightning is flashing all around. It was terrifying. And I always check the weather now before I go hiking. Like, can I live by? I'm like, <laughs> but you can't try, right? you know, it just, it was such a beautiful day. It looked fabulous. And then just out of nowhere, this happened. So I can see why he's scared of that. I, I have a similar fear. I was actually just talking about this with my husband last night. We were talking about spirit guides and, you know, what is a spirit guide and ghosts and like, what is scary demonic possession? And I was talking about how I wasn't really afraid of that. I was talking about this with my husband and I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid of the ghosts I've seen, but I am afraid of driving in the mountains. And it's always fascinated him because he's like, you grew up here. You grew up in the mountains. And I'm like, yes. And I can count. It takes several hands to count how many people I know who have died because they fell off the side of it. In their car. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting how a lived experience can make you more afraid of something. I've never lived through an exorcism. Like never watched it. It seems fascinating. I probably would like be terrified of it if if I had. (laughs) Or maybe the spiritual world is less scary than the real world. It's not as immediately threatening to your day to day life. I can understand completely why the trek through the slippery cliff sides next to the major drop off would be terrifying for anybody, especially if you have a concept of how dangerous it is, because you know, people who have perished in similar situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Been on the side <laughs> of many mountains, nearly falling off of them in, in vehicles. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah, I don't understand people who can just zip through it. I'm like, you just, right. you must be really young. <laughs> My husband gives me so much crap. Like, I I turn into the old lady. He's like, you grew up here. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) Those situations where you really might perish, those are the scary ones for me, too. I know. So Especially in a car. Yeah. So do you think he was frightened because he really absorbed the gravity of the danger of the situation? Or do you think he was frightened of that because he observed you being Being terrified? I have no idea. He's a very sensitive kid. Mm -hmm. He could have picked up on my fear. I tried very hard not to appear afraid. But still, I think it's one of those memories that that stands out really heavily in his brain. And I've made a point to take him on hikes again. 
in the you know in the nice weather, right? So that he's <laughs> when it's not, not afraid, you know, yeah, yeah, get back on that bike. So he's not afraid of it, and he does. He's fine. He we we hike all the time, but Good. we've even been back on that trail. But he always brings it up. He's like, I'm glad there's not a rainstorm going on. It's visceral for him. I think you're yeah. right, though. I think he, I think he picked up on my fear because when you're that young, I don't think you really have a concept sometimes of how dangerous, especially, you know, you think that your parents aren't going to put you in a situation that's dangerous. You just kind of trust that they won't. (laughs) Clearly. Oh, I never did. (laughs) Well, (laughs) some of the places my parents took me when I was a little girl. (laughs) No, I I knew, I knew, I knew they'd probably catch me if I fell, but still. My parents took me on some hikes when I was a kid that like, I still remember being like, I can't believe my parents took me here. This is not safe. I think you're right. I think he he probably picked up on my fear. I was I was terrified. And I wasn't terrified for myself. Like I just remember having this <laughs> this grip on his hand and it's like I was also so afraid that I would lose that grip because it was so wet. Like the water was going to mm-hmm. cause his hand to slip out of mine. He's little. And mm-hmm. I think that that probably he he definitely picked up on that. That was one of the most terrifying things that I've ever done with my children. So what in your speculation, what do you what do you think was knocking on his door if you had to guess? I personally believe that there's spirits and things all around us all the time. You don't have to necessarily be living in a quote unquote haunted house. I think there's definitely some places that have resident ghosts. But I think there's also this sort of ethereal back and forth all the time. And I think kids are open he in particular is pretty sensitive. And we had like a little childlike ghost that was here briefly. Could it just have been something like that? Like, hey, you up? You want to play? Hey, there's a kid here. And when he answered the second time, maybe whatever it was, was like, oh, you look tired. I shouldn't have bothered you. <laughs> oh, you're living. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Could have been. But my daughter swears it wasn't her. Thank you for bringing your son on to tell a story. He was excellent. Thank you for listening. (laughs) To everybody listening, whether you have children, fur babies, human babies, imaginary babies, or um, scaly babies, I don't know, like what would you call a lizard or a snake (laughs) or a snake salamander snake baby bird 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 baby whatever kind of baby bird baby baby. fish baby octopus please yeah maybe you do i don't know is it legal to keep baby ghost sharks (laughs) baby ghost sharks (laughs) whatever kind of babies you have we hope that you are able to find the joy in their goofy stories no matter how freaky they may or may not be well, it seems like your son's not having a very spooky day despite all this paranormal activity he's witnessed, but thinking about it, I think our listeners might have a spooky day. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond his threshold? On September 24th, 
2023. We will unveil the shadows together via live stream as we open this sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us. Virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh my eye! But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb? A hideaway for treasure? A portal into another dimension? Maybe it's aliens. Even we won't know until September 24th. And you can be there to discover the secrets with us. I'm not scared. Visit homespunhaints.com basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us. As long as there's darkness to explore, we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's Basement. <laughs> Visit homespunhaints.com basement.